Hello, and welcome to the Fantabulous Everything Talk. Today, we have a special episode, because we have our first guest ever, Michael Blessing. Hi, I'm Michael Blessing. I have deadpan comedy, and I star in a cringy show called Polytalk, where I bash modern society, politics, and modern culture, because obviously modern culture sucks. Agreed. On some topics. Now we are going to talk about three things today. The recipe to making a good action or horror movie sequel, thoughts on substitute teachers, and how me and Michael would survive if we landed on a, let's say, an unpopulated island. Spoiler alert, I'd kill him. <laughs> about two square miles with trees, animals, and a freshwater stream. Before we start, please make sure to check out Michael's podcast, Polytalk. It's hilarious. Do and it, I, I started the last episode. I'm sorry, what? Do it, I know where you live. Oh. And I starred in the last episode of it, which is why I didn't want to make an episode last week. And you can subscribe to this podcast by going to anchor.fm forward slash the F-E-T. Without further ado, let's begin. Now, I know there are some people out there that try to make a good action-slash-horror-movie sequel. They're dumb. Yeah, most of them are. But then again, some of them succeed. Oh, we're also including remakes, like uh, Evil Dead or Gone in 60 Seconds. But why? Eh, because <laughs> why not? They're all bad. Okay, keep on going, sorry. They look okay. I mean, <laughs> the Gone in 60 Seconds remake. Just keep on going. So... Anyway, we're going to be talking about how do you make them good. So, um, Michael, how do you think that you make a good action-slash-horror movie sequel? Oh, and by the way, it's not both action and horror. Um, it could be, well, it could be action and horror, but we're just saying action or horror, kind of like as two separate things. Alright, I'm sorry, Michael. Well, I think for a horror movie, like a remake, you gotta stay true to the source material while expanding on it to kind of make it your own. Like, somebody who really did that, I'd say, was the makers of the Friday the 13th, which I believe came out in, I want to say, 2009. And it was a commercial success. A lot of people liked it, but a lot of people didn't. I kind of liked it. I saw like, half of it. I thought it was pretty good. There was... An extremely long sex scene, so we kind of just turned it off because that was pretty bad. But uh, let's see what else. Because you got to include one of those yeah, in obviously. a horror movie remake. Or, you know what? Movie. No, just any horror movie in general. You just got to have a long sex scene in any horror movie uh, sequel. Or, no, just not, any horror not movies. Really. I mean, like Friday the 13th didn't see the original Child's Play didn't. Although. There's a pretty real there was a pretty weird doll sex scene in one of the Chucky movies. Oh my god, I heard yeah, about it that. Was bad. Yeah. So anyway, I also want to say that something else that would make action horror movie sequels much better would have to be let's see here. I'm gonna have to go with not going crazy with the ideas. But also, like, sticking to, yeah, what Michael said, basically. So, basically, 
stick to the original material, just add on to it in your own way. Like Stranger Things Season 2, they kind of stuck to it. They built it off, like it started off with this one monster, and they made it into this huge, mile-long game. Hey, I haven't thing. seen it. Don't, don't even. Don't I even. Know, but no, no. you gotta... How have you not seen it? Because... It's been out for like a year. Stranger Things Season 2? No, just Stranger Things in general. I don't know. I don't know. Alright. Um, I also gotta say... Yeah, let's go. I would also have to say... Mm, um, don't, like, just recreate the whole movie shot by shot. Like, if you take a look at the horror movie remake of Psycho, it was terrible. It was basically just the same thing, except Wait, with... there was a remake of Psycho? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they remade Psycho, and it was basically the whole entire movie, the it, original movie, like shot by shot. Well, like they act, really they did the nothing different at all, except it wasn't in black and white, and they got some new, they got some new actors, but that's it. Oh yeah, like, that reminds me. Do not recast. Your actors. It annoys people. Look at, like, say, what's a movie that recasts their actors after a while? I don't know. I don't pay attention to the actors. I pay attention to the movie. But the actors are the movie. Anyway, moving on. Uh, let's see here. I think that you just kind of got... Just don't suck, man. It's pretty easy. Like, don't make your movie suck. Make it entertaining. Yeah. And, and don't make it, like... A retarded idea. Don't say retarded. I swear to God, it's 2018. You can't get away with that. Well, it's 2018. You can't get away with saying words like the. What, you want to arrest me now? No, I'm just saying retarded is insensitive. Anyway, moving on. Uh, next substitute te Next, our topic's going to be about substitute teachers. Well, ladies and germ holes, we had to get away from our thing for a minute, and we're back. Anyway, our next subject is about what makes a good substitute teacher and what makes a bad one. So, starting off with what makes a good one, I'd say just not trying too hard. Like, don't let your kids have total free reign, but, you know, give them a little space. And do your job. Like, don't just sit there on Facebook the whole time. It's really annoying when you see a teacher, like, just on their phone, and you walk over to them, and they immediately hit the home button so that you won't see them on Facebook or whatever they're doing. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Anyway, what makes a bad one is either trying too hard or just not trying at all. And what makes a good one is just free reign, you know? My dad's actually looking into being a substitute, so I'll give him a few pointers too, why not, huh? Eh, that sounds pretty nice. Honestly, I'd love to see your dad as a substitute teacher. I think he'd be pretty cool. Um, also, I just want to say this. The substitute teachers that are good are never letting their kids have too much space, like Michael said. Like, literally, I've, I've heard of kids, not going to mention any names or whatever, but, yeah, I'm not going to mention any names. Um, I can mention a few. Yeah, I can mention <laughs> all, a few as well. Just say stapler thrown out the window. Yeah, while a sub was here. She actually broke out in tears. She did? Yeah, she did. Like, people were throwing crap everywhere. <laughs> she, it's not fun. She actually, like, she quit at her job as a substitute. It's kind of messed up. But anyway, yeah. she was demented. This is why, 
This is why Michael does polytalk, because these children grow up and act like that as adults. Exactly. And they That's get true. high positions for the worst reasons, whatever. No, they grow uh, up on the streets, like in an RV, trying, like selling everything for H, you know, it's bad. Drugs! They sell drugs as well. Jesus Bad God. men sell drugs. Okay. Save me now. Okay, um, moving on. Another thing, uh, one more thing about substitute teachers. You know what I always noticed? What? Most of the mean ones are in the older category. I don't want to be offensive, but that's just what I noticed. Also, also, your substitute teachers gotta have nice hair. They gotta be pretty. Excuse me? Well, you gotta have a substitute teacher that distracts you from all the bore of school. I'm, d I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We need a good substitute teacher. Okay, moving teacher. on. Talking about surviving on an island. Next up, we're going to be talking about what would me and Michael do on an island. It has no people on it, but it has a freshwater stream, animals, trees, and it is about two square miles in the middle of the ocean, let's say. Gosh darn, that's tiny. Well, how long are we going to be there for? Like, is there a set time? Um, no. Like, say a year? No, well, it depends how well you do on the island. Like, let's say, like, there's a, a plane route that passes above the island every, let's say, once every two months. Like, you gotta do, like, you gotta get used, you gotta get used to that plane coming by, because if you notice this pattern, you're gonna do really well. And also, like, you need something to signal them with, like... Like, do you have a gun or something, or...? Um... You know what, let's just sit the let's just set the situation, let's do survival Dungeons and Dragons, except there's no Dungeons or Dragons, it's just basically the game without that. Yeah, I don't play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I, ha I have, it's, it's really fun. It, it takes a long time, though. I don't really know what to do, so anyway, yeah. moving forward. Um... Let, I'm going to have to say you have um, you have no gun. You have a machete, uh, clothing. You have, mach you have a machete, clothing, and that's it. Can you, like, choose what clothing you have? Um, well, uh, yeah. Okay, I would want a red flannel to wave to signal the airplane. I'd want a heavy coat, I would want long pants, and like those long underwear for the summer, you know? So like, the flannel to signal, you know, the red flannel, and then just the rest, and see for clothing. If you could count a bandana's clothing, I'd probably have that, like for sweat, you know? And let's see, that's about it for me, how about you? Um... Oh yeah, and I'd kill him immediately. Oh, uh, wonderful, um, you're kidding, right? Right, go on. Okay, um, I think I would do, yeah, basically what Michael said. Heavy coat, heavy, uh, like, heavy winter pants, uh, long, long shirt, uh, long pants, short, short sleeve shirt, 
probably shorts and a couple pairs of underwear because I'm going to probably crap my pants once I find out we're abandoned on an island alone. Alright. So, um, yeah, what's next? So, um, let's get on to what you would do on the island. Um, I would probably have to say, you know, start chopping down some trees, but make an axe, like, find some vines or something, palm leaves. <laughs> yep, we're playing Minecraft. No, we're playing Island Craft originality for games. Right, anyway. Originality. But realistically, God. what I do is first thing, I would find a shelter. You said that there would be fresh water there, so I wouldn't exactly have to, you know, like, fire it up and disinfect it. Next thing, I'd snap an animal's neck and eat that, cooked over fire. Then well, I wouldn't be hungry. First of all, you gotta, you gotta, um,. You gotta start to consider other things, like, how would you make the fire? Uh, like, with leaves and wood and stuff? That's very that. descriptive, Michael. I like that. <laughs> yeah, well, better than your frickin' vine making an axe Minecraft-looking idea. Minecraft! Oh, jeez. Alright, um, still, I'd make an axe, chop down some trees with that. And, you know, use the logs, cut them up, try making, like, a teepee-like shelter. Uh, because, quite honestly, they're really easy to make if you know how to make them. Just, uh, make sure those trees have strong, very strong branches. And, you know what, no, scrap the idea with doing it with full-blown trees. Just find some good sticks that aren't perfectly smooth. You know, with those little tiny branches coming out of it. And, uh, yeah. Make one of those teepee shelters, get some branches. Uh, yeah, Michael, on to you. Well, I think I kind of do the same thing here. But, you know, I think I really would kill him for meat. Oh, come on. I said there were animals. <laughs> Kidding. There are animals! What point do you have in killing me? Just, I'm just kidding, give it a break. You think anyway. I'm gonna joke about Minecraft on the island? Honestly, yes. Anyway, we're about yeah, out yeah, of time. Yeah, I probably would. Alright. Uh, yeah. Well, that's it for this episode of the Fantabulous Everything Talk. Big shout out to Michael and his podcast, Polly Talk. Once again, I advise you go see it. It is wonderful. I will see you guys next week. I'm out.